close to 30 girls are hospitalized after playing with a Ouija board at a school in Colombia. As we look at the use of the occult board and how other occultists like Bill Wilson, one of the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, and the godfather of Satanism himself, a Lester Crowley, also loved to play around with the board in order to speak with spirits. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we are going to be looking at a number of stories, some very interesting stories. And also, we want to really get through on the spiritual reality and the ramifications of messing around with demonic spirits. But before we get into that, we'd love for you to maybe give this video a like. Uh, Also, make sure to subscribe to the channel to Good Fight Ministries. And if you're listening via podcast, if you could give a five-star review, if you feel so led, that would be great to get these messages out so more and more people can hear the life-saving gospel of Jesus Christ and also be warned about what's going on in the culture. So, according to a New York Post article, nearly 30 schoolgirls have been hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with Ouija boards at their school in Columbia. Quote, there were 28 possible cases of anxiety in school students, said Hugo Torres, head of the Galeris Education Institution in Galeris, where the incident took place per Jam Press. According to the outlet, alarm bells went off after the girls reportedly suffered signs of fainting, anxiety, and other symptoms at school. They were subsequently admitted to a municipal hospital accompanied by parents and school faculty. Info on the student's diagnosis has yet to be released. However, many parents blame the in-school use of Ouija boards, a Jumanji-esque pursuit that uses a sliding pointer to spell out messages in a mysterious way. Created in the U.S. in 1886, Ouija boards have become a fixture in occult lore due to their alleged ability to communicate with the dead. Quote, I work here in a hospital kiosk, and every day I see three or four children arrive after fainting, exclaimed one mother. Parents, you have to move. Investigate what's happening at school, because our children cannot continue in this situation. Reportedly, there's been at least 11 students have actually fainted. Yes, that's right, passed out after playing with the Ouija board. And And guys, I know that the Ouija board this and pentagram that, and the truth is, is that these are merely tools that Satan can utilize and open, I guess, open up pathways and open up opportunities to engage with the demonic realm on these children. And it's really, really sad. And it's something that has been used over and over again by people you may be surprised have used it, as well as people that are not so surprising. In fact, the founder of modern-day Satanism, Aleister Crowley himself, actually talked about it in a letter to fellow occultist Charles Stansfield Jones. And Crowley wrote this about the Ouija board, quote, Your Ouija board experiment is rather fun. You see how very satisfactory it is. But I believe things improve greatly with practice. I think you should keep to one angel and make the magical preparations more elaborate. You see, Aleister Crowley, who would contact different demons such as Awas and others, he would not only talk about the Ouija board with great flattery, but also talk to Jones about creating their own Ouija board and promising 10% to him 
for being able to use this. And he actually saw this as well as drug use as a great means to open up the mind to the spiritual realm. And this is true. This is something that is true. The dipping your toes into drugs and alcohol, as well as opening yourself up through these facets, is something that we see clearly. In fact, when we look at, in not only the Old Testament, then in the New as well, we see the warning giving in 1 Peter chapter 5, that we are to remain sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. These things are very, very, very serious. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 23, verses 31 through 35, when it warns about not getting drunk, with that to not look at or gaze at wine when it's red in the cup, when it sparkles in the glass, one of the things it bites like is a yachash. It's the same Hebrew word that is used in the book of Genesis to talk about the serpent, the way he bites. And it says, you'll wake up with bruises and say, let's go have another drink. And I know, sadly enough, for myself, that was my autobiography. Proverbs 23, 31 through 35 was the autobiography of Chad Davidson before I came to know Christ. And I remember those verses and have written them on my heart as a warning to what my life was truly like and also to remember what Christ has done in pulling me out of that mire. But something that I have talked to with a lot of people who were drunkards like myself, those who are now saved and those who are not saved, and many of them, my friends, who have gotten off drugs or alcohol, have done so by way of 12-step programs and Alcoholics Anonymous. But one thing that people might not know is that Bill Wilson himself not only used drugs or had drugs used on him and actually had hallucinogenic experiences that helped him, that aided him to get off alcohol and in more to a spiritism, but he himself as well used the Ouija board. According to sources, one of his letters to advisor Father Dowling suggests that while Wilson was working on his book, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, he felt that spirits were helping him, in particular, a 15th century monk named Bonifaci. Despite his conviction that he had evidence for the reality of the spirit world, Wilson chose not to share this with AA. However, his practices still created controversy within the AA membership. Wilson and his wife continued with their unusual practices in spite of the misgivings of many AA members. In their house, they had a, quote, spook room where they would invite guests to participate in seances using a Ouija board. Interestingly enough, when Bill Wilson had his spiritual awakening that led to him finding sobriety at the upscale Charles B. Towns Hospital in New York City that would inspire the founding and program of Alcoholics Anonymous, he describes the angel of light that came into his room this way. The room instantly lit up, lit up in a blinding glare of white, white light. I was seized by an ecstasy such as I had never known. I thought to myself, but this is not air, this is spirit. This is the God of the preacher. I found myself on the bed, but now I was in a new world, a world in which everything was right despite the wrongs of the world I had been living in, 
I felt myself filled with the consciousness of the presence of spirit, of God. A great peace stole over me. And there I lay and reveled in this new and loving consciousness. I thought I was hallucinating. So I called Dr. Silkworth, told him the story as best I could, and said to him, Doctor, am I hallucinating? Have I gone crazy? He said, no, Bill. He said, you are not crazy. Some great psychic event has occurred. I can feel it. I can see it, but I can't define it. Now, notice a couple of things. One, he was in a great depression. His friend, who had claimed to be a Christian, had just came to preach the gospel to him. Actually, he said that at that point, he wasn't trying to preach him the gospel, but had had that happen for a number of years, trying to get him to come out of alcohol. But this spiritual awakening, this drug trip that he described there, notice some of the terminology that he used. He actually said that this was the God of the preachers. But then he talked about being in this new world and that everything was light and that he was filled with the consciousness of the spirit of God. And then notice what the doctor had told him that basically, by the way, he was on a drug trip. That's what the Belladonna treatment really was. He was tripping out on drugs for the fourth time at this clinic. And this is what came to him. And what did the doctor tell him? That it was some great psychic event that had taken place. And the truth is, is that these sorts of trips on hallucinogenic drugs, such as ayahuasca and obviously LSD and so forth, are quite common. And in fact, this consciousness, this eternal consciousness, or how Aaron Rodgers, the Pro Bowl quarterback of the, well, currently of the Green Bay Packers, described his ayahuasca trip as feeling the mother vine and feeling this consciousness and feeling unconditional love and forgiveness and so forth, and all of the euphoria that has happened when he's used these or gone on these ayahuasca trips. But I also want you to see, this is some really, really early testing that was done on basically a housewife where they'd had her try LSD. And I want you to hear her experience on LSD. Let us observe the effect some three hours later. I just couldn't. I couldn't possibly tell you. It's, it's here. Can't you feel it? This whole room, this, this, everything is in color, and, and I can feel the air. I can, I can see it. I can see all the molecules. I, I'm, I'm part of it. I, I'm, can't you see it? I'm trying. Oh, it's just like, like you're released or you're free or I don't know how I can tell you. How do you feel inside? Inside. I don't have any inside. Is it all one? It, it would be all one if 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 you weren't here. 
And if, 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 if nobody else, yes, everything is one. I, you have nothing to do with it. I am one with what I am. I can see everything in color. Everything. You have to see the air. You can't believe it. I've never seen such infinite beauty in my life. It's like a, a curtain or a spider web. Can you see it? It's right here in front of me, right now. Watch. No. Good heavens. You know what went through me? It passed right through me. Could you feel it? I would... I would... Me? I wasn't any me. Is all this pleasant or unpleasant? Or aren't these the right words? What seems pleasant or unpleasant? Doesn't anything pleasant or unpleasant? It's too beautiful. It's... it's how can you think it? I mean, it's, can't you feel it? Everything is so beautiful and lovely and and alive. You, you shouldn't say anything about anything not being. This is reality. This is. Notice there's a couple of things that take place there. She talks about this becoming one. Notice she also talks about that this is reality. Now, this is where I get some really big concerns, that this is something that is coming down the pipeline, that many people are going to trade the one true God in order to have this experience that feels like reality. It feels true. It feels real. And like she says at the end, this is reality. No, it was not reality. Satan was playing with you because he is using and messing with your mind when you open yourself up via alcohol, drugs, or otherwise. This is stuff that is dangerous, and this is coming down the pipeline. This is how it is. And sadly enough, even if we look at the history of AA and its occult beginnings and some of those seances and Ouija board usage and some of the ways that Bill Wilson actually integrated this stuff and then gave you the ability to leave God in an arm's distance. That's one of the saddest things when it comes to this idea of praying to your higher power. Your higher power can be a doorknob or whatever you want it to be in AA. And this idea, because I'm telling you from talking with so many people, I'm not saying that God can't use that. I listened to a woman talk about how God used Rick Warren and Oprah to bring her to Christ. And then when she read the Bible, she realized that stuff was false and Rick Warren and Oprah were false teachers. But And that's awesome. So yeah, a ton of people have gotten off alcohol and then come to Christ through Alcoholics Anonymous. That doesn't mean that its very origins and the very ideas behind it, that those things are not actually coming from the occult, coming from the spirit realm that aren't from the spirit of Christ. And I heard this a little bit in a discussion that comedian Theo Vaughn had. And I have to be honest, when watching this, it made me really sad. And if you don't know Theo Vaughn, he is fairly obscene in his comedy. And one of the things he's talking about here, though, is getting off the drugs like cocaine. And why he gave up alcohol is because if he used alcohol, he would typically end up using cocaine. And he's talking to none other than Dr. Jordan Peterson. And he's asking him what he thinks about Alcoholics Anonymous 
And this is then what Theo Vaughn responds to after him and Jordan talk about the efficacy of AA. I think, well, one thing, it gave me a place where I realized that other people were sharing their thoughts and feelings, and I'd never been in that kind of environment before. And so to mm-hmm. so that was one of the big things was the emotional sobriety. Um, and then it helped me have an, a relationship with a higher power, which I'd never really had. I, right, and what difference did that make, do you think, oh, to you? Man, that made... It was the first time in my life I, 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 I felt... Like something cared about me unconditionally. Um, and you experienced that? Oh, and I experienced it at a level that shook me, man. Like I got electrocuted. Like it was, yeah, that a God just, that this, invi- that some invisible thing cared about me at a level that I could never even imagine. And that no matter if I was good or bad or if I did something naughty or nice or cinnamon or spice, man, that this thing loved me. And that was, uh, I just never felt that before. So for there to be a way to get to that feeling, that's what made recovery feel like important to me, I think. Now, the reason why that's sad, and I really do pray that somebody goes, that there will be a messenger that goes and shares the gospel with both of those men and they would truly come to Christ. But it really does keep God at at this arm's distance. It isn't the Jesus who died and paid for your sins. It's this God that unconditionally loves you. It's a different version of who the one true God is in Scripture. It's a different version of the salvation that takes place when Jesus Christ has paid for our sins. We look to him and we cry out, Jesus as Lord. It isn't just this feeling of unconditional love, but it's an epinosis, an experiential knowledge of who Christ is And Jesus comes to live inside you. The Holy Spirit resides in your being, and you actually get to be saved. And it breaks my heart that he doesn't have that relationship, that he doesn't know Jesus. And I also think that this entire conversation of hallucinogenics being used to get off other drugs or to get through PTSD or whatever it may be is going to be the new discussion that comes into the church There are going to be people that visit your fellowship that will come in and look just like a brother or sister in Christ that are practicing witchcraft and then making the argument that actually this is true Christianity and have a feeling that feels real, that feels like the reality of this hallucinogenic trip, even though we're called to be sober and vigilant because the adversary of the devil is prying and like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, even though that's going on, they're going to make the argumentation that they feel closer to God and this is true reality and it's a reality apart from the scriptures, sadly enough. And if you think this hasn't already been raging, guys, it's been raging for years. In fact, this very argument took place, this very debate took place many years ago during, during a time of the Jesus Revolution where the Jesus people and actually Dave Wilkerson come and actually debate this very topic. I want you to see this clip because it's really, really pertinent to the time in which we're in. You know, my idea of preaching Christ is to go out in the world and tell young people they can be cured of their habits, they can be set free. But what I've heard here, you fellows seem to be telling these young people that they can have Christ and still have their LSD, have their pot. And uh, David, another, just get rid of your hang-up. You haven't been listening. You haven't been listening. listening. You haven't been yeah, listening. What, what Christ I heard you say uh, plot is groovy. No, I, I heard you say plot well, is groovy. What Christ told us to go out and preach was the hope of eternal life and Boy, the hope yeah, of I salvation. He, didn't, he says in, in the word of God that bodily 
attainments will avail you little, but godliness is good in this life and hereafter. Godliness but don't don't you preach do Christ? Don't you preach Christ can heal and change your life right. and, and sure heal can. your sure. problems? Sure can. Sure, sure can. But but are you preaching that to young people? Has a you? Yes, he's cured me. I, I haven't had to take LSD to find God. Well, I wonder, I, I'm, I'm wondering, Dave, which is more important? Or are there any degrees in sin? No, but see, you gentlemen, honestly, if now, told, you, now said, the Lord you said we to, have to be honest. The Lord tells us yeah, to sell all right. of our possessions and Wouldn't follow you him. That? Yeah, but no, doesn't, no, he, that doesn't the Lord ask us to do that? Honestly, though, what, what, what about... What was that word in your mouth, man? Honestly? Yes, Honestly. I want you hey, listen, to tell me honestly. You know, you know what this guy told us? He told us that this wasn't rigged, that he was going to give us a straight interview of some kind. This is not rigged. I'm trying to be honest with you right now. He's deliberately loaded his questions to stimulate a reaction from us instead of ask us what we think. Uh, what we think is that everybody, everybody should accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and right. be Amen. saved. Right. And then quit their habits, Jesus quit their LSD. We're not going but to you fellas, that, but the Lord that you fellas told me you went out and took LSD mm -hmm. and read the book of Revelation. Now, I'm getting a little angry because I, can, I go out in the street preaching See, that Christ right. delivers, and you guys uh, are out here preaching can you, that you can, can you, smoke pot, you can take LSD, and I think that's a permissive can you, statement that's right, going to damn right. the lives of uh, thousands of our teenagers. I hope, I hope all of you have noticed that I talk about God and this gentleman talks about drugs. You're talking about using them. I'm talking about no, being talking cured from them. We're talking about, we're trying to talk religion, and you're, we have, we You have, gentlemen preach Christ and still smoke pot. Now, wait a minute, Dave. We've, we've you had, preach Christ and still sin. You preach Christ and still judge, and you preach Christ. I'm not the judging Lord said, you. judge not, lest you be judged. I'm not man. judging you. I, I'm angry that you can preach Christ and still smoke pot and tell these kids and hate Ashbury. Oh, do you sin, Do you you Wait said it was grooming. Do you sin, yes or I no? I can say I'm angry. You, you copped out yesterday, man. Do you sin, yes or you're no? You're the one that's copping out. You're yes or me no. You're smoking yes or no. no. I want you to ask. Yes I want yes you, or Don't no. cop out on me. I want you yes to answer this no, question. Man. Are you preaching Christ you and sin? still telling these I'm kids preaching that they can Christ. Christ crucified, my Lord and Savior. What do you preach? I preach that when he was crucified, his blood cleanses from all unrighteousness How and all the that? power of sin. How about that? Well, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Well, why he can, can free you, us from all. Why do you still tell these but kids you, that they can be hung up on their... We don't. You know, just, just you know, we don't. You do. No, no, no. Complete you say we say that. We don't say I that. Didn't, I didn't say that. I we didn't, didn't say, that. say that. I didn't say that. He well, said it. Well, your ministry here proves it. it. Our ministry here proves that we are ministers. I think that's all. You know, I could cut, say that I'm still cut. angry. I'm still angry because you have nice clothes. I know, but it's still, see, it's just that gets to me from what I've overheard here, that, that uh, like, like Steve mentioned, and, and still trying to be objective about it, how, how you can still smoke pot or take LSD and still preach how a sanctified can, how, how can you own a How can you own a Cadillac I and a lot of nice clothes? I don't want to answer that, honestly. You want to judge one another? I want to know, honestly. I'm afraid about it. And I'm angered in my heart how you guys can... Through the grace of God, he seems to like sinners. But how I don't can, know how why could God he tell you that man. you could? How could God tell you that you could smoke a what stick of pot? God, man. Well, you're not God. I'm not God. I don't. Know I don't that. believe God tells anybody to smoke a stick of pot. I don't believe He tells anybody to do that. Well, you told me. You to God I, told you I, could I smoke told a stick okay. of pot. I prayed. I prayed about it, and I didn't. He didn't tell me to do it. Now, notice that there is something important to be talked about there. One, it isn't saying that those who are dressed up like hippies or whatever can't be saved. 
but it's saying that God actually gives you the victory over those drugs. The very things that you think are making you closer to God are actually keeping you from him. It is our sin that separates us from God. And so we want to cry out for those who are caught up in these addictions and say, Lord, please help them and bring them the victory. The same victory that I've received and millions and millions of Christians have received the victory to overcome those addictions, to overcome all of that. And this is a warning because in Revelation chapter 18, we are warned that the whole world is actually deceived by those, the merchants and their pharmacia those who are selling drugs. And I do believe that that coincides not only with the people on the street and maybe in the alley selling drugs, but also with the pharmaceutical companies as well. I'm not saying that I don't believe in medicine. I'm saying that you could walk down the street, you could talk to your neighbor, and so many of them already are deceived and basically are zombies because of the drugs that have been passed out to them like candy. Basically, they've been sucking on a binky And that binky is keeping them not sober and not vigilant. And the adversary, Satan, is prowling around like a roaring lion and devouring them. So I want to encourage you guys, recognize what the Bible says, what it's going to look like in the end times. Recognize that these arguments are going to come forth and we need to be suited up and ready and knowing the word so that we can share with people so they can come out of that delusion. I'll leave you with this. In the book of Jude, one of the things that he wanted to write about was simply their common salvation that his desire was to simply write about a common salvation. But he said there were certain men who had crept in unnoticed into the church, men who have tr- will trade the grace of God into a license of immorality or into licentiousness. And what we need to do is mark and avoid and also warn, admonish, and bring these people to truly know Christ and not keep God at an arm's distance. This has been Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.